This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 275 of The Shattered Soulstone, Blessed Mother. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstonebooks2020. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, tablet, or phone. It is September 16, 2020, really, really early in the morning, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start out with my week in gaming, as you do, because mostly I've been playing Diablo 3. I have been watching videos of other people, mostly friends of mine, playing other video games, but as far as what I've been doing, it's just Diablo 3 when I can. And so I'll get started with that. I didn't get a lot of time to play once again, and this time it's not due to work. It's actually due to the weather conditions. I live in California. My state is on fire. Oregon also got hit pretty hard by the fires, and I want to say I think Washington did, and at some point Idaho as well. Uh, I think the most recent ones I've been hearing about were Oregon, though there's still fires everywhere, and... My husband and I are very fortunate that there aren't any big raging fires in the county we live in. There's been a few small ones, there's been a little grass fire that the fire department put out pretty quickly, and there was a car fire that also got put out pretty quickly that no one was injured in. So that's a lucky thing that no one was injured. This was during a heat wave, which of course had to happen while fire season was going on. And in addition to that, there's also fall pollen out there that's making me ill. So the fires themselves are not an immediate problem, like we don't have to evacuate. The problem is the smoke that's been coming in from everywhere, and those of you that know me know I have a ton of allergies and the smoke is not helping, so I've been more exhausted than typical. And I've really pushed myself to try to get this episode out that, you know, by the time you hear it, I'll be done and I will have succeeded at this goal of at least completing recording 275. But also just to find time and effort to not only play Diablo 3, but to make some videos out of it. The interesting part of that for me is I'm learning how to use different types of audio, audio, video editing software. I already do audio, that's how you're hearing my voice. In any case, moving on to my week in gaming. I started out at level 64, which is where I left off last time. I'm playing a hardcore barbarian. 
and haven't died yet, which is because I've been very, very cautious. I know I'm going to run out of time if I'm too cautious and I won't be able to complete the season journey, but I'm going to try until we reach that point. I've, as far as I know, Diablo hasn't said here is the end date for season 21, so I'm just going to keep going until we figure that out and adjust as needed. So I was playing on Master Difficulty previously because it seemed like a good idea and I very quickly learned that my Barbarian was not geared for that at all. Nearly died a few times, didn't die. So the first thing I did when I started playing this week was to put it back to Expert Difficulty in the hopes of leveling up my Barbarian in Expert Difficulty just to get to 70 where you can like start getting the green gear and the good stuff. So that was the plan. I tried a Nephilim Rift on Expert and it was it was too tough. It really was too tough, which is kind of unexpected because I've done them before at a lower level uh, when my Barbarian was lower than level 64. And it wasn't too bad. I think it took a long time, but it wasn't bad. But this one, every so often you get terrible, terrible Nephilim Rifts and I'm assuming greater Rifts as well. My experience this season has only been with Nephilim Rifts because I'm not at 70 yet. But this Rift had those monsters you find in Act 5 that like shoot darts at you and also throw down a bunch of traps. So if you're in the middle of that mob, you can't really move anywhere because there were so many of them. It was a group of minions and there was like five or six of them plus the yellow monster that was with them. And then I think a second yellow monster came in with different minions and it was... It triggered the death thing where you're, uh, I can't remember the name of that skill, where you pretty much die, but then it saves you. It did that, and I just had to nope out of there. I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to lose my barbarian in here. I don't want to start over this far into the season. So I ran away <laughs> and uh, survived and then decided to, you know, try something else for a bit. I knew I couldn't access set pieces like the type that you would get from completing parts of the season journey from Hadrig, you know, those types of set pieces, the freebie set as people call it, whatever that may be for a given season. Because I wasn't at 70 yet, I wasn't able to complete some of those objectives because you have to be 70. It's really frustrating for a while if you're leveling by yourself and trying not to die in hardcore. I like the challenge, but there are times where I just want it to go a little bit faster. Hopefully I'll get there. So what I did instead was I went over to the blacksmith in the hopes that I'd given him enough recipes where I could make some gear that was green level. Even though it wasn't like officially like the set pieces you need for like a set dungeon, I thought maybe that would be an improvement. Maybe I would survive a little bit better. So I started by making the Guardian's Deflector set which were at level 55. I don't know why I picked those other than I think they were the first set that looked green and I thought, okay, that, that should be better. And also because they reduce damage from ranged attacks and they give you a chance of knockback on hit. And thinking of those rotten little monsters shooting darts and dropping down traps, I thought mm, maybe that'd be a good thing. So I crafted that and put them on my barbarian and it didn't seem to be as powerful as what he was using, which is a mix of rare and legendary items with some gems, but not any special you know, gems in there. So I looked again and I found the Demon's Heart set and I crafted that. It's a five piece set. 
Uh, two pieces give you plus 999 fire thorns damage. Three gives you uh, plus 1.1% chance to fear on hit, which means the monsters will run away from you, which I felt like I kind of needed at this point. Four pieces gives you a plus 3% damage to demons specifically. No surprise, it is the demon's heart set. And uh, also a chance to reflect projectiles when you are hit by enemies. So I thought, okay, that's the one for me. And I crafted it and put it on, and it was significantly better than what I was using in, you know, when I tried the Nephilim Rift earlier. So off I went. Into the Nephilim Rift. And I found a couple of things, and I do have some of this on video. If you want to watch, if, if you're interested in that. Some of it I haven't actually uploaded yet, so I'll get there. But basically, yeah, I went into a Nephilim Rift, I found a gelatinous sire goblin, and went running after it like I do. Obviously he brought me through an existing mob, and I kind of was like dodging those so I could get to the treasure goblin and hopefully, you know, get some good loot from that one maybe, but I got some gold and my pet picked it up, but nothing else. And some of the little tinier gelatinous sires that, you know, as you keep hitting them, they get smaller and there's more of them. And a lot of those got away, even with uh, using the ancients to try to track things down because the ancients smartly went after the monsters that I should have been fighting instead in that instance. Um, so that happened. I hit level 65 not long after the last little mini gelatinous sire jumped into a portal and ran away. And I was able to finish the Nephilim Rift, and by the time I was done, I was about two bubbles into level 65. Which was an improvement. So I came back later and decided, okay, well, I don't want to do another Nephilim Rift. I got kind of lucky on that one. It was fairly easy to do. I can't guarantee that I'm not going to get some horrible monster set in the next one, so I'm going to do some bounties. And I picked Act 2 because I'd done Act 1 bounties twice already. And I wanted to do the bounties because they there's double bounties till the end of the season. You get two uh, bounty caches instead of one for the same work. Sounds pretty good. My hope was that some of those caches would include stuff I can give to the jeweler, like recipes for the jeweler, because there is an objective to give the jeweler like five recipes, I think, and I haven't given him any so far. So I was hoping it would come out to be that. That was part of my goal with this. So the first bounty was one of those ones where you've got a bunch of uh, cultists that have put people in cages and you have to go rescue them. And, you know, you kill all the monsters and the cultists on the way. And this one took place, I can't remember the zone name right now, but it's the one where there's like a half-buried boat near the bottom of the zone. So you're in a desert, there's a half-buried boat. You've got people in cages you're letting out. And this season has seasonal buffs. One of them that comes up is a big snowball. So before that one appears, you know, the light changes in the zone and it starts snowing and the snowball goes rolling by. And thinking about all the fires in my state and various other strange weather activity or extreme weather activity across the United States, at least, I was kind of thinking, well, you know, this area, this desert is having some kind of climate change because look, there's the giant snowball rolling through here and there's all the snow. And I just thought it was kind of amusing. 
you can get different buffs this season. I don't know exactly what they depend on, which, you know, which one you get is... I'm not really sure. I never looked it up to see if it's how many monsters you kill or whatever that might be. But I kept getting the snowball one, like, over and over, which just kind of cracked me up at the moment. Because, I mean, you know, it just it just looked like climate change in Sanctuary, which I don't know enough about Sanctuary's weather systems to uh, figure out if that's something. But it just seemed like a thing. Like, somebody could write a story surrounding that based on some of the buffs from this season. And I don't know that I'm going to do that, but hey, free idea if you're a writer. Okay, so I did that one, and I uh, hit level 66 in the next bounty, which is to kill uh, a little monster called Ashek. He's a little gold monster guy. And I ran through the desert near the Black Canyon Mines. You have to also kill 100 enemies, and this little guy killed a gem hoarder treasure goblin on the way. So that was kind of cool, because I could use the gems. And I know there is a point coming up in the season journey where I'll have to level the, those gems to make something and if I get that far I'll talk about that after I do it. So the third one was to clear the cursed spire which is over in the area where you find Zoltan Cool. That one wasn't too difficult and I started to notice that I was killing things quicker now than I was before in the previous bounties that I'd completed, it seemed like this was going pretty fast, and I thought, this has got to be due to the armor, and I also switched around some skills to make them, you know, more useful, or what I thought might be at least more fun and more efficient at the same time. Kind of guessing. It's sort of how I roll. I just go with what looks like fun, and if it works good, then I'm happy. This was working pretty good for me. This area had blue monsters that spawned arcane, which I hate, but I managed to kind of dodge around it using leap and some other stuff, and it worked out. It was fine. And at that point, I... As I said, I've been recording my gameplay on video, not on Twitch. Some of it makes it to YouTube. I release almost all of it as a podcast. Like I said, I'm a little behind on that. That's going to be a goal for after I'm done recording this. But I didn't want the video to get too long because my software freaks out, so I stopped the video and I let it essentially upload so I could edit it. And while I was doing the hat and waiting for it to upload, I tried to do a couple more parts of the season journey. So I, um... Oh, okay, so what I did was I earned the Hot Anvil, Strong Steel, and the Real Deal of... Uh, Objective. I can't remember what act that's from. I'm sure it's early on. You have the Barbarian Craft level 70 item, and I decided to craft the Sage Passage Boots because that was something he had a recipe for that sounded like it would fit the criteria. It was a green item. So that's what I did, and that's how I completed that one. I think it's a Chapter 2 objective. It's got to be early on. I don't want to go check right now, but I think that's what it was. And so I got these nice boots that were way better than what my hardcore barbarian was using, and he wasn't big enough to wear them yet, which was a little frustrating. He was only 65. I knew you can't wear level 70 until you hit level 70, but I still wanted to wear those boots. Couldn't do it. And then I also did the uh, objective called The Little Things That Count. It's also a chapter 2 objective, and you do that by having the jeweler craft a level 70 ring of rare quality. 
so I did uh, a ring or an amulet. I think I went with an amulet. And again, my hardcore barbarian wasn't big enough to wear it yet. So I hung on to those and put them in my stash. And then I also went to the blacksmith and crafted a level 70 shield called Overlord's Dam. And it's a rare item. It has 2,453 armor, which was way better than the shield my barbarian was currently using. But again, it was, you know, level 70. So I've got some gear I can use when I get a little bigger, but I can't use it yet. I'm stuck in that point of the game at the moment. So my plan was to try and upgrade the Veteran's Chain Amulet from the Jeweler into a legendary item by using Kanai's Cube. There's a recipe called Hope of Cain where you could do that, and I had 16 Death's Breaths and the recipe required 25, so I'm like, well, I'm stuck again, I can't do that one yet. I was hoping that completing more of the bounties would give me more of the Death's Breaths, and this one's an Act 4 objective. And I ju it just seemed like it might be possible, but I just simply didn't have enough of the death's breaths yet. I was starting to get frustrated. I had 32 blood shards, and I thought, well, maybe I'll try to talk to Kadala and see if she'll give me a shield. She got me one, but it wasn't as good as the one I was using. They're both rare items. I'm not getting any legendaries out of Kadala lately, and especially not with only 32 blood shards to work with. So back to the bounties after my video had finished and I started recording again. The next one uh, was to fight Belial, and so what I did was I cleared out all of the snake people. Actually, I think I did that before I started recording the video again. But all those snake people that pop out as you're on your way to go fight Belial, I went and killed all of them, and I was now one bubble away from hitting 67, so I must have hit 66 somewhere in there. I don't remember. Um, but that's where I was. I noticed, okay, I got one more bubble, I'll be 67 very soon. I was 66. And then I decided to try some more um, objectives while I, you know, before I started recording again, just to feel like I was making progress because it seemed to be going better, but not very fast. So I decided to try to convert a set item with Kanai's Cube. It's an objective for Guardian. And I thought, okay, well, you need a level 70 green set piece you know, a set item, and I happen to have the Sage Passage boots, which I couldn't wear right now, and thought, well, that sounds like it fits the requirements. So I had all the required supplies that were needed, stuck it all into the cube, and the cube said I couldn't do it. Why not? It won't let players convert a crafted set piece. You have to find the item somewhere or get it from Hadrig in the bounty caches as you complete. Uh, I guess they're not bounty caches. Um, the caches you get when you complete chapter two, three, and four, I wanna say. Or you find the item somewhere. So this one wasn't gonna work for that either. It simply wouldn't let me do it. And it was kind of frustrating. Now, if you try to do this thing in Kanai's Cube and you read all of the words on the recipe. It doesn't say anything there about, you know, it cannot be a crafted item. It doesn't say it at all. And you don't find out until you go try to do this, like I did, and get all frustrated. So just heads up if you're trying to do that one. It can't be a crafted item. So then I fought Belial, and I'm pretty sure I turned on my... No, I am sure I turned on my video recording software at that point. Fought Belial, and during the fight, you know, my fight with Belial this season has always gone kind of weird. A previous fight, 
I had the snowball effect go through there a few times and hit Belial twice during the battle, which, you know, like it spawned, the buff spawned and hit him. And then later the battle went on long enough where it spawned again and hit him again. And I just found that incredibly amusing at the time. This time, this time I was hoping that maybe I could get the buff that's actually Belial's, the meteors that fall from the sky, to like hit him during the battle. What happened instead was I went in and I brought up the ancients to help me out. Like you do. I mean, you have them. Use them. You get a whole team there with you to work on a boss. Always a good choice. And very quickly after the ancients despawned, or they ran out of time, you know, that whole thing that they do, they disappear. I noticed that my crusader was standing over to the side of the battle and wasn't moving. He wasn't dead. He was still there. He hadn't disappeared or disconnected or some weird thing like that. I looked up at the corner of the screen and he was at full life, but he wasn't moving. Somehow, for whatever reason in this battle, the Templar just got really, really scared and wouldn't move, I suppose. It was weird. It just, w he wouldn't do anything for the rest of the battle. He was standing there and like some of the, you know, Belial's hitting him and some of the meters he drops are hitting him and it's no effect at all. So I had an invincible barbarian that just couldn't do anything for the rest of the battle and it was the biggest portion of the battle and I wasn't really even sure what was going to happen with the Templar after that. It was weird, you know? Towards the end of the battle, the buff finally came up that is Belial's meteors that dropped, so I was technically using his attack, his special attack, I guess, against him in that one, so that was kind of cool. And I leveled up pretty far, but I still didn't hit 67, which is frustrating. It's just like, okay, fine. When it was, uh, when the battle was over, my Templar immediately just woke up and walked over to where I was like nothing had happened. I'm like, all right, way to be helpful there, Cormac. Good on ya. So the last bounty was Shrouded Moors, and it's the one where you enter the Forgotten Well, go in, kill all the enemies. So I did. It wasn't really hard. It's like skeletons mostly and that sort of thing. Some of them are archers, most of them. in this, at least for me at that point, they were not archers. A lot of them weren't. They just come up and try to hit you. And it wasn't bad at all. And so, I mean, I did that. You know, hoping I would get to 67, and I did get to 67 within that little bounty. So that completed the set of bounties for Act 2. I got two bounty caches, as you do this season, because you're getting double bounty caches. And I got a ton of blacksmith recipes. But none for the jeweler. So I need to do it again or do maybe act three bounties to actually get some stuff for the jeweler so I can finish some other objectives and maybe level up some more and, and all of that. And I, by the end of this, when I was done recording and playing and needed a break, I was about two bubbles into level 68. So I'm hoping next time I play and do some recording of that, that it will get me to 70 where I can like start making some more progress. So that's my week in gaming. As for Diablo news, there's a lot of stuff. There was, I've been looking at the forums because we don't have any updates on D4 or Diablo Immortal that I hadn't already talked about in a previous show. 
But, you know, we had some stuff. There's a community manager called Filthy Rich, one word, two capitals, and he uses the icon of the Skeleton King in the forums, and he has been asking Diablo players to suggest to him some Diablo content creators. It's kind of interesting. Now, I don't know exactly why he wants to find some content creators. This was on September 10th. Some of his comments were posted. His original comment was on the 9th of September. And he said, Since there are so many types of creators out there, I'm completely open to recommendations. I do like to hear about the popular and large profile players, but I'm also looking for new creators who just have a love for the game and franchise. So he was hoping people would mention those and it seems like a lot of people did so if you are a person who wants to suggest a content creator you could probably find the uh, forum post it's gotten really easy to find when blizzard community managers start a topic or respond to a topic in the forums because there's a section at the top that just says blizz tracker and you click on it and it shows you what the cms have been saying so you can go follow that thread in the forum. Um, so you can find it there if you're if you're interested in suggesting a content creator, but you can also go through that and maybe find some content creators that you haven't heard of or haven't uh, followed their work yet that might be interesting to you. So I thought that was well worth talking about for a couple of seconds there. There's also another forum post talking about ideas for an upcoming season, and these are not from CMs, not official Blizzard. These are just people talking about it that had some interesting ideas. So a player named Flyball suggested Season of the Nemesis. Here's his description. Uh, Flyball writes, Bring in Nemesis to the PC game as well as Nemesis Bracers are permanently in effect for season only Nemesis in hardcore mode as well. For the PC folks, in the console, there is a nemesis boss-level baddie that appears every so often. He comes with his own theme music. Certainly a theme that should not provide much, if any, power creep, though the increased number of elite and boss-level creatures will make for more potential drops for better loot. This is basically what he wants to see in a season, to make it like Season of the Nemesis. And there's a lot of comments in here. This He posted on September 11th, and then people have been responding since then. Some people think this is really cool because it provides a consistent effect to all players. It would be something that has not been the main theme of a season before. So there's that. There's some people who don't like this idea because they think it would, if it was worldwide essentially and not just when you were say in a rift, it could be problematic because you would have to deal with extra monsters and they'd be like, you know, stronger monsters. They'd be monsters with minions or yellow or blue or whatever, whatever Blizzard might decide Season of the Nemesis would spawn. And it might be tough to complete things you're trying to complete. Like if you're trying to do, if you're just doing bounties, you don't necessarily want every shrine to be, you know, giving you extra monsters to deal with while you're working on the bounties. I'm paraphrasing some of the stuff that people in the forums have said. So that's kind of neat. But the other thing people are talking about is the idea of having this, like, you know, uber monster come running after you in the game. <laughs> Which they thought maybe that your nemesis would be this monster and that could be a way of thinking about it. And it's kind of neat. So if you want to check that out, 
It's over in the forums. Just look for the general discussion season of the Nemesis and Flyball's up there at the top because I believe he might be the person that started that whole thread there. And it's just kind of interesting to think about. There's been a lot of people that have been very creative in terms of considering what they would like an upcoming season to have. And people are debating it in ways that isn't just people being mad. They're actually kind of critiquing it. It's sort of like a group consensus of here's an idea, what can we do with it? And I like that that's going that way. Going back to talk about other content creators, um, Leviathan did this video, which I think is fantastic. And what he did, now he is playing a hardcore demon hunter. Not a surprise, he does like the demon hunter, he does like playing hardcore. But he's not playing seasonal, he's playing off season because he just isn't really interested in season 21. So what he did was he got his hardcore demon hunter and he got, uh, he farmed up a set that was called Let's see, uh, Gears of Dreadlands farmed up that set and tried to push to get his higher, greater rift clear of his Diablo 3 career. And did it. He did a greater rift 140 non-seasonal and part of the title of the video says rank 3. And it's about a 14 minute video and it's really exciting to watch. There are a lot of points where it looks like, oh no, he's about to die. And of course survives. I'm always impressed with what Leviathan can do with the Demon Hunter. Honestly, it's it just astounds me every time he does these like, oh my god, you're gonna die, <gasps> you survived kind of things. And it's really neat, so check that out if you get some time. In other videos, Riker did a video on September 12th, and he titled it Diablo 4 Takeover by the Witcher devs and more. He's got, obviously, he talks about a number of video games in most of his videos, including Diablo games and so for this one he's got a bunch of show notes just right there on YouTube that you can check out. Now one of the things he was talking about that I thought was really interesting is that Diablo has hired uh, Diablo 4 specifically the game has, you know, people working with the game have hired multiple devs from The Witcher to work on Diablo 4 and I'll leave you to check out his video to see his take on it but to me I think this is great because these guys have worked together before, at least some of them, maybe all of them, and it shows that there is progress being made on Diablo 4, which is something we all want. We all want to see that game released, we want it to be fantastic, and so, you know, there's that, and you can go check that out on Riker's video. There's another one that Riker talked about and showed a little clip of. There's a YouTuber or YouTube account called Upscale, and what Upscale has done is taken the original Diablo game introduction and remastered it with Neural Network AI. So it's the Diablo intro in cinematic 8K, and it looks amazing. There's a huge difference from the really clunky kind of animation that was the best they had when Diablo 1 was made a long time ago. It's really well done. If you get a minute again, check that out. It's a two minute and one second video. The graphics are really impressive, especially if you are familiar with what the original game looked like, the original intro. So check that out. It's amazing what can be done to update video games. It must have been a lot of work, I would guess. I have no idea if Blizzard would be interested in remaking Diablo 1 into something like this. I'm thinking maybe not, especially since they've put 
mostly put Diablo 1 into the January Darkening of Tristram event that happens every year. I don't know that they're going to want to work more on Diablo 1 kind of remastered stuff, but it's neat. So go check it out if you get time. There's also a tweet from someone named Matthew Kaczynski, whose bio on Twitter in part says that he is a Blizzard game producer on Diablo 4. And he has posted some very clear, lovely photos of his Lilith statue. Those are starting to arrive. His was posted on actually September 5th, but I only started being aware of it recently that those were, you know, being delivered out. And he's got like close ups and a little bit farther away. He's got pictures of the box, the packaging that it came in. And it looks really impressive. It looks to me very much like the large statue that was revealed at, I want to say, 2019 BlizzCon, I think. I think that's when D4 was announced. Uh, I might be wrong, but that one, it looks a lot like that one. It's got intricate details. It's got just, you know, she's holding that Diablo-looking skull, and her wings are outstretched, and she's got that, you know, angry look on her face that Lilith has. And it's really wonderful. If you like statues, you probably want to get this one if you're a Diablo player. And the other thing about it is recently, previous to this, there were statues that were being shipped out to people who had purchased the one of Jaina Proudmoore from World of Warcraft, and people were posting images of those and they did not live up to the hype. They did not match the packaging or any of the artwork that had been released about that statue in some cases. But this one, this one's phenomenal. It's not very big. I don't know if, how expensive it is. I don't know if they're still making them and shipping them, but it looks good. It looks really good. And I'm always impressed when someone can take art that is graphics and turn it into a statue. And I know for this one, they probably went off of the, the big statue to design this, I would think, but it's still really cool. So if you want to go get your own, you know, Lilith Blessed Mother statue, you can dig into if uh, there's a way to obtain one. But they look good at least, which is very promising. And to round out some of the news of the week, I've got a couple more things here. The uh, Carbot Animations has released another episode in their Diablo... Uh, Diablo... LOL? It's really hard for me to say. Diablo LOL at the end. Two which is a celebration of Diablo 2's 20-year anniversary, I suppose. It's like a minute and a half long. This is episode 6, and it's called A Ruined Item. And I was just laughing hysterically at this, because it was so goofy and playful, and yet it fit very much the kind of thing that was going on in D2. And it's just fun. It's a really fun thing. I love what they do with their animation. So, you know, it's just a little while you can check it out. It's it's not too terribly long. And then the last thing I have right now is sort of a, going back to the previous show, I said that Big Daddy Den on Twitch had taken a break until the 14th, and it looks like he's back again. So you can go watch him play Diablo 3. He's got a video, most recent video on Twitch that was released was two days ago at the time of this recording. So... He's back, and you can watch him stream and check out all the stuff that he does. I try to 
when there's no notes from Blizzard, like we don't have patch notes, we don't have notes about when season 21's going to end, we certainly don't have any information about what season 22 will be, or when that's going to appear, or what set gear it's going to have, or any of that kind of stuff. Nobody knows when Diablo 4 is coming out, except maybe the people working on it, and it's hard to say what happened with Diablo Immortal, considering a lot of things that many of you already know about. So I go and I try to uplift the content creators that are outside of Diablo. They aren't like hired by Blizzard kind of, you know, people that are that are streaming, people that are making animations, people that are, you know, doing all this kind of stuff because it's important. I mean, this show back in the day early on was about the community and I'm going to try my best to bring in and highlight things that the community is doing so that everyone can check it out and support each other in whatever way possible. We don't have any emails sent to the show. I checked right before I started recording, and that's okay. Maybe none of you are really into writing emails, or maybe you're done with the season, and you've got everything you wanted out of that. You, maybe you completed it all, you got all the pets and all the good, all the goodies that come with it. Maybe you were really unhappy with the decisions that Blizzard made with those buffs, because I know that a lot of people don't like those for various reasons. So I can see why you might not have essentially your week in gaming story to share with the rest of us on this show. And I get it, but I'm hoping that when the next season pops up, people will have more to say about all the exciting things they are doing and working on and their successes and their defeats and how they handled them and all of that kind of stuff whenever the next season <laughs> appears. I'm not sure. As for me, I'm not done with season 21. I'm probably far behind everyone else because of just life circumstances and work and things like that. But I'm here and I'm trying and I'll be putting up some videos when I'm done with this in either a podcast form or on YouTube where you can check them out if you want. It's just some more stuff that's Diablo for people to enjoy, just like the stuff that I highlight on this show. If you have suggestions about content creators making Diablo stuff that I don't know about, you can send me an email let me know, or you can tweet it to the Shattered Soulstone account on Twitter. And I'll be able to see that, and I'll be able to respond, or follow your link, or whatever it is that you choose to do. If you've got, like, a streamer that you adore that plays Diablo, and I haven't mentioned them, by all means, let me know. And if someone's making art, or, you know, whatever else, I want to hear about it. So if you don't have any stories about your own gameplay, you can at least pick out a content creator that you'd like the rest of the community to know about. And that's... Gonna be the end of this show. It's about almost 40 minutes in at this point as I record it. It might get shorter as I edit, which I'll be doing actually right after this. Then I can go play some more D3. So that'll be it, and I will see you next week. I'm gonna read out the show outro and uh, see you again for the next episode. As for now, you have been listening to episode 275 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron 
become a patron? Become a patron today. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. Speaking of that, um, it appears when I was starting to play just recently that I have once again become the person with the power to let you into the clan. So if you send a clan request, it will be me letting you in. And we're open to everyone that wants to play, so I'm just going to click, you know, accept, and eventually, when you get back on the game, you'll be able to see that and join the clan. Uh, just so you know. So that'll be me, and I don't play every day, so it'll take me a bit, but I will add people as quickly as I can whenever I play. To continue... You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com, and I will be able to access that email and read it on the show, unless you tell me not to, in which case I won't. But most people sending an email seem to want it read on the show. We love Twitter. Come join us and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone. Dead Greed, who has been a host of the show for a while and hasn't been on in a bit, uh, is at Dead Greed 1812. And Shazam, who did a great job as his run as the host of the show, is at Shazam081. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here, from me, from everybody behind the scenes that makes this show go, uh, at the Shattered Soulstone, over 274 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawn Forge. Woo! This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.